morning. It has been an emotional morning for a few different reasons, but I want to thank uh, from the bottom of my heart all of those that have led us in worship and helped keep us focused and our minds centered on why we're here. That is to worship and to praise God, to edify one another, encourage one another, teach one another. I feel like we've done that thus far, and we're going to continue to do that as we open up God's Word this morning. It's somewhat befitting that it has been a bit of an emotional morning, because we're going to talk about a woman this morning who experienced a great deal of emotion. We're going to talk about how she handled that. We're going to look at some ways in which you and I can emulate some of the ways in which Hannah dealt with the difficult circumstances that surrounded her and her life. A couple of weeks ago, Jeremy and I did a podcast on Hannah discussing her story, and since then, her story has been tumbling around in my mind, and so this lesson this morning is a result of that podcast episode that we did. And I appreciate Caleb reading for us uh, the first part of First Samuel chapter 1. If I ever have any readings with big names in it, he's my go-to guy now. He did a great job pronouncing some of those names, and I appreciate that. But just to give you some context around Hannah and who she is and her story, it, it's not a long story, the, the portion that we are given. It's contained in the first two chapters of First Samuel. But as Caleb read for us just a moment ago, she was facing some very difficult circumstances. She was the wife of Elkanah, one of two wives that he had. And his other wife had bore many children, and she clearly took great pride in that. And Hannah, on the other hand, as we are told here, the Lord had closed her womb. She had been unable to bear children. And as a result, I'm sure she felt shame in that. I'm sure there was anxiousness around that. And then on top of just the emotion that would come from being in that type of a situation, her rival, the other wife of Elkanah, was mean and cruel towards her as she no doubt threw in her face the fact that she had been unable to bear children, while Penina, on the other hand, had many. So you can imagine the emotional circumstances that likely had surrounded much of the life of Hannah up until this point. So much so that at the end of the reading that we had this morning, as they had gone up to worship God, and she was continually being provoked, Hannah wept and did not eat. You can just feel, as you read her story, the distraught nature of what she was going through. You can feel some of the pain that she was experiencing. As her story unfolds, what it teaches me is how a child of God responds to circumstances like that. 
Because we're not going to talk about how Hannah lashed out this morning. We're not going to talk about how Hannah just sunk into her despair. We instead are going to talk about a woman who turned to God in those circumstances. If you continue on in 1 Samuel chapter 1, we won't read this passage of Scripture, but if you continue on in verse 8 down through verse number 18, what Hannah does as she is distraught to the point of weeping and unable to eat, she goes into the house of the Lord to pray. And the way that it's described is a very, very emotional yet personal scene for Hannah. As she kneels and prays to God, but we're told in these passages of Scripture that her lips were moving, but but she wasn't saying anything out loud. She was praying in her heart to God. And and it it, it was so noticeable that it caught the attention of Eli, the priest, to assume she was drunk or something like that. As she, as he sees this woman kneeling and moving her lips, but no words coming out, he, he assumes she's drunk and, and she assures him, no, that's not, that's not the case. And, and she explains to Eli what she is doing. But the scene here is an extremely emotional one and an extremely personal one for Hannah. This is how Christians respond in times of great emotion. This is how a child of God responds when we are distraught. This is how a child of God responds when we're worried or anxious about something. And the amazing thing that we see in the story of Hannah, I want you to look specifically at verse number 18 with me. After Eli has seen what has taken place, and he has approached Hannah and asked her about what she is doing, she she shares with him what she is doing. In verse number 15, but Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. Verse 18. Now remember the circumstances that Hannah was in, weeping and unable to eat. Verse 18, and she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight, So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Now think about this for just a second. And we know how the story of Hannah is going to unfold. Okay, spoiler alert, God is going to give her a son, Samuel, who is going to become a great man of God in his service. But that hasn't happened yet in verse 18. Hannah hasn't had a son Hannah's not pregnant. Hannah can't see what's going to happen in the future. But yet she leaves this period of prayer and conversation with Eli and eats and her face is no longer sad. Because that's what prayer like this does for us. pouring out our soul to God 
lead us to a place of peace, regardless of what may happen after that. Penina hadn't said her last mean word to Hannah. Hannah hadn't experienced her last day on earth without a child. In fact, every difficult situation that she entered the house of the Lord with, she is leaving the house of the Lord with. But now she has left it all at his feet. And so she leaves in peace. And she's no longer sad. She's able to eat. When I think about the impact that prayer can and should have in our lives, this is what it should look like. In grief, we pray. In times of great emotion, we pray. In times of great joy, we pray. In times of normalcy, we pray. And we leave all of those things at the feet of God, our Lord, and we walk away in peace. That is the sign of a woman who truly understands who God is. And her faith shines bright in a circumstance like this. As she walks out of there knowing that the Lord is in control. No matter what circumstances may come her way, no matter what may happen next, God is in control. She's going to continue that thought in chapter 2 as we have recorded for us a prayer that Hannah prays. And I do want to read this together as we make the next couple of points this morning. Hannah, now at the conclusion of all of this, is going to pray to God once more. Now having had her son that God had given to her, the son that she is going to dedicate to the Lord, listen to the prayer that she gives, beginning in verse 1 of chapter 2. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord, and there is none beside you, nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth, for the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumbled are girded with strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has more than seven, and she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's 
and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. What an amazing prayer that is for so many reasons. And I feel like the next two points that I have don't in any way do justice, everything that's contained in this prayer. One of the things that I do want to point out is what Hannah says there in verse 6 and following. Because of her circumstances, she is uniquely qualified to understand what she is saying to God. The Lord kills and the Lord makes alive. He brings down to the grave and he brings up. It's very reminiscent of what Job would say when he found himself in very difficult circumstances as everything in his life had been taken from him. And Job said in Job chapter 1 and verse 21, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hannah is sharing very similar thoughts in her prayer to God. She understands that in the worst of times, God is in control. In the best of times, God is in control. God had given her a son, and he could take it away if he wanted, because it's all his. But no matter the circumstances, no matter the circumstances, like Job, Hannah will give praise to God. It's easy sometimes to utter words like that when you're in the midst of wonderful times. God, you've given me such a great life. God, you've given me such a great family. God, you've given me such a great job. Thank you for being in control of all of these wonderful things. Those are good prayers to utter. But don't remember, don't forget, don't forget that all of those things can be taken away. All of those things can be taken away. But when we have faith like Hannah, we will still praise God in the worst of times as well. We will bless him during times of worry and anxiousness. We will leave all of those things at his feet because he is the Lord and he is in control. Hannah's circumstances uniquely qualify her to teach us a valuable lesson about how we respond to the circumstances that we face in our lives. No matter where you may be in the ups and downs of life, think about the prayer that Hannah utters here. And perhaps use some of the same language in your prayers to God as a reminder to yourself that God is in control, that he gives and he can take away. But regardless of whatever those physical circumstances may be, I am going to bless God's name. I am going to praise him.
because of who he is, because of what he's done for me. Because while all the physical things of life may come and go, as a child of his, I know that he holds me tight in his hand. And if I stay true to him, nothing can pull me away from my Lord. So whatever the circumstances are, we praise his name. And in a similar fashion, we find our joy in the Lord. Jeremy talked about this idea a little bit in his lesson this morning during our Bible class time, and I think it fits really well with the story of Hannah. Because again, her physical circumstances were far from ideal. But she wasn't connecting her joy to those physical circumstances. She was connecting her joy to her Father in Heaven. And as such, as Jeremy pointed out this morning, she was able to draw a very important distinction between happiness and joy. Listen, the early parts of Hannah's story resemble nothing in the form of happiness. And I have to imagine that there were moments still to come in her life where happiness would be difficult to find. But my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. That's where our joy is found. Circumstances of life. If you try to connect joy to those, that will be a very rocky road. You will find yourself tossed to and fro by the world in ways you'll never imagine. But when we connect our joy to the Lord, that is a joy that will never cease. That is a joy that we will never lose. That is a joy that will see us through from this life to the one to come. Because my joy belongs in the Lord. I heard a a quote not too long ago, and it was one that I, I really, I've been thinking about a lot lately. It said, the man who loves walking will walk further than the one who loves the destination. I thought a lot about what that means. The man who loves walking will walk further than the one who loves the destination. And that came to mind as I was thinking about Hannah's story and the circumstances that she found herself in. And it's a a question that I, or a thought that I want to pose to you this morning. As a child of God, do you love the journey Do you love being a child of God? Because if our entirety, if our entire relationship with God is built upon the destination, that is when the challenges of life can have a significant impact on us. But if we look at our relationship with God as a lifelong journey, of joy and peace and comfort found in the Lord, 
then we'll never deviate from that. We'll have, we'll have no reason to look elsewhere for joy. We'll have no reason to look elsewhere for peace because we know where it's found. It's found in the Lord. But we have to love the journey of being a child of God's. The destination that God has promised us, a home with him in heaven, that, that will come if we are a child of his and we are faithful to him through this life. That will come and it will be more amazing than we can possibly imagine. But don't lose sight of the joy in the journey with God. And I, and I think Hannah, at least, at least from the perspective that she has here in chapter 2, she, she's able to see that and realize that. That the difficult circumstances that she had experienced for much of her life, they prepared her to be able to pray a prayer like what we see recorded for us in chapter 2. They prepared her to dedicate her son to be a man of service to God for his life so that he could do all of the great and wonderful things that he did. It was her journey that prepared her for this moment in time. You and I are going to face similar circumstances where there will be times like Job and like, like Hannah, like other people in Scripture, where, where maybe we don't understand why certain things are happening. Maybe we have questions about what's going on in this world or in our lives, and, and there's uncertainty and there's fear and there's grief. We follow the example that Hannah gives to us. We pour out our soul to the Lord. We put our faith in Him. We find joy in Him. And we embrace the journey of being a child of His. Now, I understand that's a whole lot easier said than done. But the example is clearly given to us here of a woman who is able to do just that. And we get to see the impact that this journey had on her. And the impact that her faith had in the circumstances within her life. And all of those things now get to have an impact on you and me. We get to think about our circumstances and how we respond to them. How we respond to emotion, how we respond to joy, how we respond to grief. We get an opportunity to remind ourselves that in the best of times, we praise God. In the worst of times, we praise God. We get to be reminded that true joy is only found in Him. It's not found in people. It's not found in things. It's not found in hardships. It's not found in ease. It is found only in Him. And if we begin to apply some of those lessons to our lives, there will be a transformation within us in the same way that Hannah experienced a transformation as she walked out after praying to God in chapter 1. Where now she's able to eat and now she's no longer sad. We see a similar outcome as Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane on the night he was betrayed. We see him praying with such fervence that he is, he is sweating drops of blood. He's extremely emotional during that time period. What happens immediately following? 
when the guards come to arrest him and he is put before a mock trial and he is hung on a cross to die, he is a man that is fully in control. He is a man at peace. He's no longer sweating drops of blood because he left all that at God's feet. Hannah left all of that at God's feet and she walked away a different woman. You and I have been given the same opportunity as Christians today. So I've appreciated during what is somewhat of an emotional morning, we have responded in the exact way that I think Hannah would have responded as we take these things before God. And when we lay those at his feet, we can take a deep breath and know that he is in control. We can walk away with peace and we can find joy in him that can never be taken away. As we conclude this morning, I want to ask you to think for just a moment about the relationship that you have with God. And I want to ask if you can do the very thing that Hannah did. She was able to do all of these things because she was a follower of God's. Because she was his child. Because she knew him and he knew her. But if you're, if you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to God, you, you, you haven't submitted your will to his, you haven't had your sins forgiven in the waters of baptism so that you can have the relationship with God that he created you to have, if you haven't done those things, there is no peace to be found. There is no joy to be found. There is only the emotions and the hardships and the ups and downs of life to experience. But by his grace, he's given us all an opportunity. He's given us all an opportunity to think about that, and if needed, to become a child of his. If you've done that in the past, maybe you find yourself in a situation where you have pushed away from God, where where you aren't connected to him in the way that you know you should be. He stands ready to welcome you back. He wants you to do what Hannah did as an example, to pour out your heart before him. To recognize that he is the only source of peace and joy that you will ever have in this life. If you realize that you need to come back to God, we stand ready to help you if that is needed. We stand ready to help you in any way that we can so that you can walk out of here this morning knowing that you have peace and joy in the Lord and that you are a child of his. If we can help you in any way, please come to the front and let us know as we stand and sing.